Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by allowing your inherent goodness to take the lead? And not because you're a bad person, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to Be a Better Person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you keep growing. Hey there, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate Hanley, your host and the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person, which makes a great companion to this podcast and a lovely New Year's gift for yourself or someone that you love. This week on the podcast, I am hosting the first ever New Year's Plan Jam. I feel this week between Christmas and New Year's is often the time that's one of the, like, can be one of the quietest weeks of the year and so can be a really good time to create some space for yourself to really be reflecting back on how the year before went and making plans for the year ahead. I know last year, 2021, after the pandemic, I was feeling just like super exhausted and not into planning at all. (laughs) So this New Year's plan jam is also to help me get excited about planning again and get some new ideas. I'm interviewing four different people who are planning experts in their own ways and domains and asking them what their personal planning processes are in the hopes that you'll hear something that works for you and fits your needs and styles and desires. Today, I'm talking with Kimothy Joy. She is a Maine-based artist, author, mentor, mother, and so many other things. And she is also the creator of these really cool it's a series she's got, and it's called Focus Pocus. So there's a Focus Pocus 90-day guided journal that's coming out in March, but already there's a Focus Pocus weekly planner, and there's a Focus Pocus daily calendar that Kimothy hand illustrates and gives you like the most wonderful affirmations to think about or mindful prompts to consider. And I am so excited to have her here today and hear what she does to get ready for the year ahead. So, Kimothy, welcome. Thank you for being here. Hi, Kate. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a great idea. So timely. And yeah, I'm excited to chat with you and share. Oh, awesome. Great. Well, good. Well, I'm I'm happy to hear that you're excited to share because I really want to dive into your personal New Year's planning process. But before we start talking about that, I'm just curious, like, what does this New Year's time mean for you? Like, do you get excited about planning now? Or what's that all about? Oh, my goodness. Yes, I do. I think it's the Virgo in me. I just (laughs) love organization and planners in general and sticky notes and highlighters that I've always been that person (laughs) since I was a kid. So yes. And then just approaching the new year, I have always felt like just this buzzing energy because it feels like infinite potential, a time to reset or recalibrate. And yeah, I, I feel very excited about it. Yeah. 
you know, something that I think I get excited about in the new year too, is that the holidays are over and I love the holidays, but it's really like kind of a, it's, there's a lot of excess that comes along with the holidays, eating, drinking, buying, shopping, going out, blah. And then, you know, we're kind of ready to just be like, okay, what really matters? What let's like clean things up here. So (laughs) I agree with that. Yeah. I think I like to look at it, yeah, clearing and then creating and maintaining that balance. And it does feel like as we approach, you know, roundabout to the new year that you get to let go of a lot of things that you don't want to take with you. It's like boarding a plane. You got to lighten the load, let go of some baggage. And it's a good time to sit and reflect and be like, you know what? I'm not doing this again. I'm letting go of this, this, this. So that's definitely a part of my practice. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Like what is not worth sticking through the security machine like the like x-ray at the airport like is that yeah, such a pain on yeah <laughs> like, right, hold so... me back hold me down like let it go it's time it's yeah time. just dump it out in the trash can before you go through the security line <laughs> yes. so tell me what is your new year's planning process what do you do oh i do a lot of things but generally i think i like to approach it about I'll approach it like this. I like to celebrate who I am, like where I've come from, how far I've come. Because I think we just rush into like, okay, what am I doing next? What am I doing next? Without Mm -hmm. taking stock or inventory and reflecting on, wow, where was I a year from now? How have I changed as a person? Not even like, what have I done? But how have I changed? What have I overcome? How have I loved myself more, taken better care of myself and those around me and tended to my projects and my dreams and my desires? I like to just sit in some gratitude for who I am, how far I've come. And then I get into the looking towards who I'm becoming, like what's calling me, what's on my heart. And I really like to also approach this time by looking at not so much what I'm doing, but who I'm being and focusing on the heart. Like, where is my heart leading me versus the mind right away? Because so often, traditionally, I feel like we plan from the mind first and we have all these goals and then for these like productivity machines, we map it all out. We go, go, go. But I like to flip it and reverse it and start with my heart and say, okay, well, why do I want this thing? Why do I have this goal? I like to look at the intention and that's where I begin in the heart and the intention inside out. And then I get into the mind and I do, you know, all that's important to actually follow through. It's not just intending and daydreaming and visualizing, which is so great and fun, but then you get into the doing and the productivity. So I, I start a little differently. Yeah, I really love that lens of not just like looking at what you achieved or accomplished in the year ahead, but the ways that you loved yourself and the the way that you took care of the things that matter to you. That's so cool. Mm. How are you doing that? Are you like journaling? Are you painting? Like, <laughs> what does that look like? It comes, yeah, it's like, I do it in so many ways, like maintaining working on the energetic hygiene, just having different practices. But yeah, one of the biggest ones has been my daily devotional journaling practice and meditation. And it's changed my life. And which is how the Focus Pocus series came to be. Because I was like, this is so good. I have to share it. Mm-hmm. And just so much would show up when I had like a focal point, like an anchor for every day, had an intention. And I like the, the phrase B-Y-O-E, bring your own energy. Mm. So, you know, I like to do it first thing in the morning because the mornings are magical when your brain's a little more lucid and you're not so much in the mind yet. And then you can just kind of pour your heart onto the pages and just have some time for yourself. 
And um, yeah, I just had noticed like as I was doing this practice and kind of giving myself permission to ask what's on my heart, what would feel really good and nourishing for me today? Like, what do I want to welcome and invite in? What am I ready to let go? And then I would take that out, that intention into the world and into every interaction. And it started to change and shift everything, like the way people responded to me, what actually occurred that day. There was lots of synchronicities. It was like Mm -hmm. magic. And I'm like, this is possible for everybody. I know it, you know? So that's why I called it Focus Pocus. I just thought it was kind of fun because I don't also think it has to be all serious all the time. I like to have a moment to just play and daydream and have you know, invite some innocence, like that childlike innocence of, and belief that anything's possible. Ooh, like what's right around the corner? Just that, that yeah. excitement, you know? Totally. So that's, totally. That's into the, the journaling practice. <laughs> but what if you haven't, okay, so no, we're staying focused on your personal practice. Okay. So I'm like, I'm giving myself a little bit of a, um, a pep talk right now. So, okay. So you have been doing this reflective journaling throughout the year. So then when it comes time to kind of it's New Year's time and you want to reflect back. Do you look back through those old journals before you move forward? How do you kind of make that an annual practice? Yeah, so that yeah, this is happening throughout the year, but I guess my my main practice that I really look forward to that I try to do in like January or I mean December or January depending on when I have time, but I do a wheel of intentions practice and that's something okay. I've been sharing publicly like through my newsletter and Instagram for many years and people get so much out of it. I love hearing the feedback and what happens, but it's a wheel of intentions, like a life wheel, but I've kind of made it my own and I've broken it up by different life aspects or categories, but you can make it your own. So say one category is like self-love and one's like community service or activism and one's like home and lifestyle and career and relationships. So you break it up. And I've created this whole guided journaling process where I look at every slice. And again, I start from the inside out. I ask my heart, like, ooh, like what felt really good this past year? Mm -hmm. I take stock, you know, ooh, what was really nourishing and life giving? And I felt experienced a lot of growth from that. Like, what do I want to continue and carry forward? And what am I ready to let go of and let go of? And then from there, I hone in on an intention, like, what do I really desire? to focus in this particular aspect of my life, like for this new year. And then I ask with the intention, I do like a little check-in and I say, okay, do I want this thing or experience? Am I desiring this from ego or from my heart? Like, is it from a place of scarcity and lack? Mm -hmm. Or is it really coming from this place of it's from my heart? So our love in a more peaceful place. So that's just the general process. I do that for every slice of the wheel. And then with each air, life area, I end up with an affirmation. It's almost like I capture the emotion I want to feel in every aspect mm-hmm. and then make an affirmation that's really powerful for each of those life areas. And then at the end, decide on one word or mantra or affirmation that encompasses all of it for the year. Mm-hmm. So it's just a really beautiful, reflective process that begins with the heart. And then allows you to craft like a very powerful affirmation that speaks to you. So you can embody the emotion of the goal, not just like, I want to work out every day and feel this way, but it's like, how do I want to feel? Like, what's the goal? I am just getting stronger and stronger every day. I'm really powerful. Like, what's the essence of it? And then you write that down. 
And then, yeah, the culmination is the word. Wow, that's so cool. Would you be comfortable sharing a word that you've used in the past? Like to give us an example? The ones that keep coming up, it can be more than just one word, you know, whatever feels true for you. And it's just going to evoke that energy and momentum and carry you forward. You know, you write that in the center of the wheel. But mine, I think I haven't even done the whole practice yet, but it keeps coming up in my daily journaling. And it's, uh, there's three words, pleasure, prosperity, and play. Mm-hmm. And I just love yeah, alliteration. That's a good combo. Yeah. They're so interconnected and they're, they just make my body, like my nervous system feel relaxed and eager and excited. I always check in with my body too. I'm like, Ooh, does, how does that feel? You know, versus yeah. saying like, I want a certain amount of money or whatever. Like, how does that feel in your nervous system? Does it make you a little anxious or whatever? But yeah, I, I pick words that they just feel like, Oh, that's so grounding. And there's like a peace in that. And permission. Awesome. I love it. I have to take a quick break. But when we come back, I want to ask you about kind of where you're doing it when you're doing it. It sounds like you know, this is a pretty immersive experience and wonderful and healing and like I want to go do it right now. But I need to know a little bit of the brass tacks. So stay right there. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to my conversation with Kimothy Joy about her New Year's planning practice. So, Kimothy, I love how reflective and how immersive and how thoughtful and just like connected to your heart and your body, your processes. But I'm curious, like, when are you doing this? Where are you doing this? How do you create the space for it? Especially consider that some people who are listening are like, yes, I would love to do that. But I don't know where or when. How can we make this practical for our lives? Well, so the Wheel of Intentions practice um, typically takes about, you know, an hour to two hours and you make it your own, do it at your own pace to work Mm -hmm. through that if you feel called to do that. And again, I do that, yeah, December, January at the start of each year. And then I'm left with a word or affirmation for that year. And it might change and shift throughout the year, but it's also like a visual. You can hang that up and look at it and come back to it. And I, I mean, I love doing it in groups too. A lot of people do that. They'll like start like a whole group thing and everyone will work through it together, almost like vision board parties, but they'll do it with the wheel of intentions. So Mm -hmm. there's that. And I think, you know, you can find time if you need to break it up into two parts, do an hour here and come back to it. You don't want to rush it. It should feel delicious and really fun. And then with the focus pocus, you know, the 90 day guided journal coming out, it's coming out at such a perfect time in March. Because, you know, we're still at the top of the year and it's just a daily check-in for 15, 20 minutes usually. Again, go at your own pace. I recommend doing it first thing in the morning. A story I'm rewriting and the journal's helping me is that I am a morning person. (laughs) So that's one of the things you can bring this. And it's such a potent time to have a practice and prioritize your dreams and desires first thing before you jump into everything else. It's an act of choosing yourself. 
first thing every day. Of course, things come up and, you know, sometimes I'm doing it at 11 o'clock at night, whatever. So that's generally when I make time for things like that. Okay. And then you mentioned that you'll start with the heart and like the wheel of intention and thinking about the feelings that you want to embody in the year, but then you'll switch over into the mind part, right? And start setting goals. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about that part of the process? Yeah. So also included in the wheel of intentions practice, you know, I described setting an affirmation for each area of your life and then having that word, that focal point in the middle on the outer ring. That's where you can start to decide what inspired action you're going to take. And maybe it's like two to three things, like don't make it overwhelming. But I say inspired versus, you know, obligated. and It has to feel good, like nourishing. Or like you're just showing up, you're having some discipline for yourself. And that's beautiful too. That's like that masculine energy coming in to support your dreams and desires, like the doing with the being, that balance. So that mm-hmm. outer ring, you can write in the actual habits or goals you're going to set that will support that belief or affirmation you're embracing and that word and like evoke those emotions and make them concrete, make them tangible. So it's just literally like if you were to look at it, it's like looking at the heart, like what's my word, my affirmation that's on my heart. And then the outer ring is the affirmations. And then the most outer ring is the goals, the doing. So it's starting with the being. And as you move outward on the wheel, then you have your outer ring that shows your, you know, your practical, your doing goals. Got it. Do you get your calendar out at any point in this process? Like when do you start like... I mean, how do you make sure that you're getting it into your daily life, you know? Yeah. So the Focus Pocus Weekly Planner is a more traditional planner, but then it also has like a lighter journaling practice on the left-hand page. And then on the right-hand side, it's your, you know, weekly calendar. So I'll write out like my schedule for the week after I set my intention, like on Sundays typically. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like each spread literally like is a reflection of the heart and the mind for me. That's how I look at it. I start with my mind with my intention. And then I have my, you know, Monday through Sunday, I look at, okay, how am I going to map this out? And then they have the monthly with spreads within that planner too. So I look at, you know, my whole month and see, you know, how am I going to implement this intention? You know, where, where am I going to work out? Where am I going to work on this project? And how do I schedule that accordingly? So that's like more traditional planning, I think. I'm not like a big, like super, I don't even know how to explain it, micromanaging my calendar, like a tight planner. I just, it feels a little restrictive for me personally. So I keep it pretty loose. Yeah. Cool. I love that because not everybody is a planner. And I I think, yeah, I'm more fluid about it. I don't, yeah. But I, I agree. It's like important to follow through though. That's a huge part of all this is that taking that action after you determine what you want. Yes. So, Kimothy, for people who are loving what you're saying and are curious about the wheel of the intention wheel, the wheel intention, I don't, I don't think I'm saying that right. You tell us, and they're interested in your planners and everything, and just where can they find you and your stuff? Thank you. I post a lot on Instagram, and my handle is Kimothy Joy, and I have a website where you know you can look at all my stuff it's kimothyjoy.com i have an online shop with my artwork and yeah you can see the journals and everything there with the wheel of intentions i typically share that via my newsletter so sign up for my newsletter if you're interested in that 
And I'm also um, considering hosting like a workshop in January where we all do it together. It might be like a 90 minute thing, like full immersive experience with guided meditation. And I just think, you know, when you gather, the energy is amplified and you can hold one another accountable and you can get excited and inspired also by what other people are setting their intentions for. It's, there's power in that group. So if you are interested in that, Sign up for the newsletter on my website and I'll send out info. Awesome. And then I have to say, I'm sorry, the Focus Focus journals and calendars and everything, they're all on Amazon. If you search my name, Kimothy Joy. Okay. Awesome. Oh, I have the Focus Joner, Focus Focus planner and the calendar. And I am so excited for January 1st so that I can start diving into them. (laughs) So thank you for being here today, Kimothy. Thank you so much. This was so fun. Appreciate you, Kate. <laughs> I appreciate you. And thanks for bringing the, um, you know, the heart into the planning process. I love that. How to Be a Better Person's theme song, Left for Deadish, is by Junior85. The episodes are mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past five episodes and a well-chosen meme to your inbox every weekend. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com or you can tweet me at Kate W. Hanley don't forget the W, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 